Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Give the Lord a hand praise. He's worthy. Oh, come on. Give the Lord a hand praise. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. He's worthy. Would you pray with me now? Oh God, I pray that you would do a new work in me and in this congregation. I pray now, Lord, that you would focus us on the real thing. The real thing. For you are our real thing. And the most important thing we do is to worship you. And so, Lord, I now once again invite the power of your Holy Spirit in this place. May your word go out to ears Prepared to hear it in hearts, softened to receive it. And oh Lord, now allow the words of my mouth, ah, and the meditation of my heart, be acceptable in thy sight, oh Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, I pray it. Let the church say amen. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Come with us now to the New Testament letter to the Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 4. Hebrews chapter 4. Verses 9 through 11, Hebrews chapter 4, verses 9 through 11. And as you have the word of God, stand as you're able, out of respect for God's holy word. And listen now, for the word of the Lord. So then, so then, a Sabbath, that's going to be the word we focus on today, Sabbath, which for us is a Sunday. So then, a Sabbath rest still remains for the people of God. For those who enter God's rest also cease from their worldly labors as God did from his. So let us therefore make every effort, make every effort, every effort to enter that rest, 
so that no one may fall through such disobedience as theirs. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Smile at your neighbor today. Smile at them. Put them in an attitude of worship. And look at your neighbor and say, Nerf neighbor, rip. Rip. Aura. Ah. P. Yeah, not R. Aura. Rest in peace. Well, let's look at this word this morning, the letters, the letter to the people of Hebrew, Hebrew, Hebrew people. This letter was written to some of the new Jewish Christians, those who had left the Jewish faith and gone to the Christian faith, and many of them were on the verge of turning back. Because the price of being a Christian in that day and still ought to be in this day was a price to pay. Being a Christian in that day meant that you were treated really, really bad. Now, we want to be popular today and we want to be liked today. We forget that the people we're trying to be popular and liked by are not the people who are going to have the last word when it comes to whether we go to heaven or hell, but we want them to like us. Amen? Amen. We just want to be liked. But these people had left the Jewish faith, gone to the Christian faith, and heard some things that were very new and different to them, and when they talked about their new faith to people, people did not like them. And so the difficulties of their present life made them tired. They were just tired and worn and weary. The times that they lived in were troublesome and exhausting and, and evil. Sounds familiar? They were overshadowed by what was going on, and they were forgetting God's promises through Jesus Christ. For God promised his people rest. Well, where did God get that idea? God got that idea because he did it himself. He worked for six days, and on the seventh day, what did God do? He rested. Look at your neighbor say, R.I.P., rip it. <clears throat> now, as we look at this whole idea of rest this morning, let, let us stop just looking at things from a worldly or a physical point of view, because as a Christian, we really ought to live at another level. We ought to be more interested in the spiritual, somebody say amen, than, than the worldly. And so when we talk about rest from a spiritual point of view, 
We're, we're, not, we're not talking about the kind of rest you're you thinking about. We're not talking about rest where you go to sleep. We're not talking about rest where you lie in bed watching TV. We're not talking about rest like you go on a two-week vacation. No, no, we're not talking. So the question was this morning then, what is the biblical meaning of, of rest? Rest. Rest in the biblical sense of the word, in the spiritual sense of the word, means for us today that God's rest is found in worship on a Sunday morning. He said, I'm going to give you a Sabbath that meant a Sunday rest. And that Sabbath rest will not be like any other rest you can get anywhere. Somebody say amen. Let's listen today. Let's listen because we have forgot. We worship on Sunday the Sabbath day because real rest is communication between the heart of man and the heart of God. I said true worship, real rest, is communication between the heart of man and the heart of God. Sunday morning worship is a time in our lives as a Christian when we come unto the Lord for our refilling, for our restoration, and for rest. Jesus said, come unto me. He, he, the Bible said, don't go to the pills. You ain't got to go to the bottle. You ain't got to go to your friends. You ain't got to go to the television. Jesus said, come unto me. In other words, come to my house. Come to my house. I got something for you at my house. Come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden. And I, I will give you rest. Our lesson today says, so then there remains a Sabbath rest a Sunday rest for the people of God, for whoever enters God's rest also ceases from his labors as God did from his, which means when we come in here on a Sunday morning, we don't bring the world with us. This is a sanctuary. It's a place you come that is so special. Things happen in here that don't happen anywhere else. That's why you can't bring your mess up into the church. Because if you do, then you're going to make the church a place just like your job, where you don't get no rest. <laughs> make the church look like some of y'all's houses, where you don't get no rest. But Jesus promises, if you come up in here on a Sunday morning, one, it says you love me because you ought to love me enough to get yourself up on a Sunday. You hate your job, but I bet you're going to be up tomorrow. <laughs> I'll dress up, make up on, going to a place where don't nobody treat you right, don't nobody like you, you don't get paid enough, but you're going to be there. But God says, I'm going to give you free will. I'm going to make you do nothing. Because if I make you do it, it doesn't say to me that you love me. I want you to desire me so much 
that you know when you don't come to church, the rest of your week does not come out right. Somebody help me up in here. As he shows you that, you know, when you miss church, it just seems like the rest of the week is not right. Let us therefore, he said, strive to enter that rest. One of the reasons that what used to be the mainline church, which isn't anymore, is on serious, serious decay. I mean, in our denomination, we're looking at a split coming up soon with a special general conference call about the issue of people leaving. God says, I'm talking about a special place of rest, of rest that no one fall by the same sort of disobedience or unbelief. He's saying, if you don't come to church to get this rest, then when you go out or when you don't come, you're going to get all caught up in all kind of stuff because on your own, you can't deal with the devil on your own. You can't deal with the temptations waiting for you when you go out of here on your own. You got to go with a refilling of the Holy Spirit by going to a worship where the Holy Spirit is present. Somebody say amen. Tell a God, when we begin to truly believe that God can help us handle all of our burdens, then we can start this journey to finding real rest. You can't find rest until you begin to believe what the word of God says. You know, you got to believe it. And so you come on a Sunday to be reminded how soon we forget, to be reminded of what the word of God says. The word says, Forsake not the assembly. That's in the Bible. Forsake not the assembly, which means go to church. <laughs> Forsake not the assembly. In other words, don't miss church worship on Sunday morning. It says, remember the Sabbath day and keep it holy. That's why I I have a problem with, with churches that you walk in and it, it ain't holy. It's not holy. We don't even reverence God's house anymore as holy. I have seen some of the worst behavior in my life in the church. I remember a man who, I remember two people, lay people who put on robes and walked down the aisle with the preacher and I, See, they get confused because in our denomination, we say crazy things like laying pastor the same. That's, that's the devil. That ain't even in the Bible. That ain't even biblical. That ain't biblical. And so he would also have a little, a little TV. I can't make these up. We could write a book. Preachers really could write a book. A little TV like over there where he would sit like where Gates is. And, and he would watch the TV, the football game. And, and then he would get up and tell the church about the football game and about his vacation and about his daily issues and all that. I've been in some churches where holiness wouldn't even think of coming up in it. God don't come in a church just because it's a church building. 
God comes in a church because what's happening on the inside has been designed to usher in the presence of God. And so God has said to the church, it's either going to be about me, but if you want it to be about you, you can have it. So in many churches, God's not in the church because the people in the way. Doing all kind of crazy stuff. We used to have a, a joy and concerns. I'll never do that again in life. When I cut it out, a, a member came to me and said, Pastor, why do you cut out the joys and concerns? I had been practicing mine all week. I said, and that's why I cut it out. Because you want to get up and preach, and that's my job. So if you think you can preach, you need your own church. That's all I got to say. Anybody think they can do everything I can do, they need their own church. I've seen some things. Look at your neighbor and say, Pastor, I've seen some things. That's, that's just a few. It's only when we are in the presence. Oh, I like you. I like you. Tell, tell your neighbor, I like you. Tell your neighbor, but I like God better. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Oh. Because it's only when we are in the presence of Almighty God that we experience true rest. Therefore, we must consciously do those things that will put us in the presence of God. That's why being in church on Sunday morning, the Sabbath day, sitting in God's sanctuary, participating in an order, order of worship. Oh, Jesus. The Bible says do things decently and are the order of worship. I'm just going to say this. I've been in hundreds. Hundreds, hundreds of churches. And it's the mainline churches, the worst worship. Oh, holy God. <laughs> I'm going, is this a worship or a circus? What, what, what's going on up in here? Did the preacher preach the word or did he read the Reader's Digest? What? what? The choir sing under the anointing or were they performing for Hollywood? <laughs> Did the people pay attention or were they reading the newspaper? I've seen that too. Or reading a book. <laughs> were the children obedient? No, they was eating candy and talking to each other. Now, we have some of the best children in this church in the world. That's why I don't like children's church. When you get a certain age, you need to learn how to come in the church, sit down, and act right. Ah, uh, yeah, because when I was growing up, in school or church, it took nothing but a look. Old people didn't have to say nothing. Not up in here. This is my father's house. Not up in here. That's why being in church ought to make a difference. And you know what? It's my job as the pastor to create an order of worship 
that will usher in the presence of God. That's my main job. My main job is not church administration, although I must do that too. But I hear people talk about, they can't do administration. Well, you ought to be big enough to hire an administrator. That's all I got to say. What you want to know, Pastor, can you do worship that, 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 that? That's the first requirement. It's my most important thing. It is the most important thing that happens in a church. It's worship. On a Sunday morning. And how do have the ability to set up a worship experience that comes with the call and with learning? See, in some churches, see, one thing wonderful about the black church, and we have to give the black church all kind of credit, praise God's holiness. The black church, Martin Luther King came out the black church. Obama came out the black church. 90% of African Americans go to the black church. Now, they don't go to no church, a lot of them, but they did at one time, as I'm, as I'm recalling. Attending church for worship. And so if I'm called to be a pastor, and then I ought to understand that one thing I got to do in this church is go to school. Now, I don't understand what's happening today. Because if I could have found a way out of not going to the cemetery, I mean, to seminary. <laughs> I would have found it. But the most insulting thing is for me to spend all my time and all my money, the average bill of a student out of seminary to date is nearly $100,000. Student loan. And then I come in a church where people tell me that all my going to school don't mean nothing. That they can do whatever I do. Oh, when you do that, I really, I think about all them bills and all that time. I had to get up early in the morning, go to them teachers and them classes that I hated, all that. Oh, you make me really upset when you do that. That's like telling a doctor, just don't do it. That's all I'm saying. Have respect. Have a little respect. Look at your neighbor and say, R-E-S. P-C-T. A little respect for your pastor. A little respect. I took worship classes in seminary. I was mentored by a great pastor with a powerful worship experience. I sat at his feet and I learned. I've traveled across the country and to other countries attending churches with outstanding worship celebrate. I've been in some churches when you walk up to the door, you feel the power of the Holy Spirit. That's where I want to go because worship is the most important thing we do in the church and in our lives. We are created to worship God. And we can't do it if we have not created a place that has all the elements necessary for the presence of God to show up and show out because it's in the presence of God that we find true rest. Look at your neighbor and say, rip it. Look at the other neighbors. I came to worship, came to, worship. to get rested up. Rested up. Don't, distract me. Don't distract me. The most important thing in life is worshiping a church on a Sunday morning. 
Because Sunday worship is about God and not about us. Oh, God. You know, I hear people say, I don't like big churches because then nobody will know who I am. It ain't about you no way. <laughs> well, I don't like that music. It ain't for you anyway. <laughs> this a new day. It was a time when the only place that black people could feel like they were somebody was in the church. And so we were in God's way for a long time. And then God got tired of us being in his way because we wouldn't sit down. That he just walked across the street. Started him a new church. That's what God will do. The kind of rest that God offers, people cannot give it to us. I don't care how long you've known them. I don't care how long you've been friends. People cannot give you the kind of rest that God can give you on a Sunday morning in a worship service that is unto God. A new report came out as why so many people are not in church today in America. And 81% of the people who don't go to church says that they wanted an experience with God. That's why they don't go to church, because they want an experience with God. And they can't seem to get that in many other churches today. You see, folks don't look for to be somebody at church anymore because they got jobs. I tell somebody, be somebody on your job. Get a raise and start tithing to the church. That's what I'm praying for. The world, surely, can't give rest to us. Worship assures us, beloved, that Jesus is real. People want an experience with God. With God. With God. An experience with God. Because Jesus is Once you've tasted him, you can't go back. Once you've tasted him, you can't go back. Oh, if you really take worship seriously, if you are here for all the right reasons, then you will come in here one way and leave here rested. You will come in here seeking to experience God when you come in here. Don't expect me to give you God or the choir to give you God. You got to come in wanting God for yourself. Come in one way and leave here rested and restored and renewed. My God, strong and happy and joyful and smiling. Go down to bonds and say, oh, he touched me. And all oh, the joy. That floods my soul. I went to church and I, something happened. Mm. Something happened. And now I know that he touched me. It made me hope. You got to come up in here and get caught up. Because it's, it's you and God. It, it's me and God. 
can't get caught up in you or what you think or how you act because this is between me and him. Me and him. Me and him. Beloved, these are crazy times. We need to rip it. Look at your neighbor and say, rip. At least one day a week. Somebody say amen. amen. And so this morning, I dare you this morning. I, I, I double dare you. I double dare you to rest in the presence of the Lord. I dare you to rest in the word of God. The most humbling thing that's ever happened to me in my life is that God would call me out and trust me with his holy word. That's why you take care of the pastor. It ain't about me. That's why when I come, uh, Malcolm or somebody's coming to the car to help me. You know why? They're protecting the word. Protecting the word. When I drive up in here, God has given me a word that I have to protect from people so they don't take my word that God gave me before I even get up to preach the word. So I'm not tired from loving stuff in because the word is in an earthen vessel. And if you want it to be the best, then you got to help me. Keep it, study it, know it, rehearse it, and be able to give it to you. Say, tell your neighbor, say, it ain't about the pastor. It's about the word. I come every Sunday pregnant with the word of God. Come to me, Jesus says. All you that are weary and heavy laden, and I, I, I will give you rest. See, because you think it's about you, then you think it's all about me. I didn't say that. Jesus said it. He will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me. Learn from me, for I'm gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your soul, not just your body. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Come to Jesus this morning. Bring all that stuff, all that mess, all that anger, all that self-pity, and all of that depression and confusion, and give it to God and walk away from here restored, renewed, and rested because rest in the presence of the Lord, nobody can take your joy. Let me tell you something, after worship is good, I just be on a high. That's why my children come in the office, they know I ain't going to take time to drink my water, I ain't going to take time to take off the mic, I ain't going to take, I'm just in another world for a long time, probably the whole day. That's why I need help. It ain't about me. It's about God's word. 
when you come out of here, because you brought something in the first place, you can't leave here and people push your buttons. You just got filled with the Holy Ghost. Why are you going to let somebody push your buttons as soon as you get home? Yeah. What the, you, you know, this joy I have, you didn't give it to me, and you ain't going to take it. So I'm either finna go over to my friend's house, I'm just finna go for a ride, but I ain't gonna sit up in here when you trying to take my joy. <laughs> you know, somebody say, you know, something wrong with you. Yeah, it is. You know, you too fat, well, yeah, I am. Don't let nobody push your buttons. You know, I don't like you, well, I don't like you either, that's fine. <laughs> but this joy, <laughs> this joy, that I have. This joy that I got in church and the presence of the Lord. Nobody can make you feel inferior. Nobody can tear you down because it is in his presence. There is fullness of joy. And in his right hand are pleasures. Forevermore. I dare you I dare you to rest and restore yourself in the Lord's house. Come in here and clap your hands. That relieves tension. Stomp your feet. That gets rid of the enemy. Shout. That makes the devil flee. Smile. That confuses the enemy. And rest in peace. You don't have to wait until you die to rest in peace. That's the lie the devil told you. That's why you see that in the graveyard, R.I.P. So you telling me I can't get no rest while I'm alive? I got to die to get some rest? The devil is alive. My God says that in him, in his presence, I will find you can rest in peace right now. Don't we pray on earth as it is in heaven? Do we pray that? We just talking. We don't mean that. On earth as it is in heaven. We need to make earth like heaven. <laughs> we can rest in peace. Jesus said, peace, I leave with you. My peace, I give to you. I don't give to you as the world gives. Do not let your heart be troubled and do not be afraid. Jesus said, even to your old age and gray hairs, I am he, I am he who will sustain you, and I have made you, and I will carry you, I will sustain you, and I will rescue you. Rest in peace. You feel real tired today, but after you leave church, you don't, you don't have to feel that, because your soul has been restored. And that's why the old people would say, you know what? I've been at work six days. I have worked. I'm tired. I've taken care of everybody but myself. But after church, you know what? I don't feel. After church, 
Something happened. I don't feel no way to die. I was reminded in church that I've come too far. From where I started from. And this is what young people need to hear because this is what I know. And nobody told me the road would be easy. Oh, it hadn't been easy for me. It hadn't been easy for you. And I know he didn't bring me this far. To leave me. And so after worship on a Sunday morning, I'm, I'm so refilled and so restored. That I can feel all the mess going on in this world and in our families and on the streets. After worship, I feel I had to get well. I had to walk again. Because I feel like going on. The trials come on every hand. Oh. I have to worship. I see. I feel like. I said, I feel like it. As I think it, so it is. I feel, oh, glory to God, I feel like going on. Don't try On every hand. Every hand. After I get home from church, about worship. Something about worship. I'm so serious about worship. The trials come. Stand to your feet. On every Ah. I feel like going on.
me this far. To leave me. You can't make it without him. That's all I got to say. This world will wear you out. People today will do horrible things to you and to children. But God. But God. You got to find him in worship on a Sunday morning. But God. There may be one today who would like to join the church of Jesus Christ. We invite you to come if you're here. Ah, he didn't bring me this far. 